Welcome back to the farm. Today it's just Danny and Andy. I'm Danny. That's Andy. Uh, we lost Vincent for today. This is this is just a short episode. The idea is we, um, me and Andy saw Three Colors Red back at the Lincoln Center and wanted to do 25, 30 minutes just to talk about this one. Um, motivated basically by the fact that I really did not like this movie very much. Um, it's a movie with, whose reputation is quite, quite strong. I, di- I, I didn't actually realize how acclaimed this movie was before I went in to see it. Um, obviously, is we it, had is seen it like, one. yeah. Do people know it as like the one to watch of, of this series? Well, that's your your friend who we were talking on, on the rooftop was like, this is the most acclaimed one of the three. And at least a cursory look at Wikipedia says that it's the one of two films to have perfect ratings on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Don't I, I don't put too much stock in, in the ratings, especially the Rotten Tomatoes stuff. But to have an 100 on Metacritic is, is kind of crazy because that means that every single critic gave it a 10 out of a 10 or whatever is an equivalent perfect score for them. So that is relatively impressive. I will say the other movie on that list uh, that has a perfect score is Fanny and Alexander. I also don't like that movie that much. So so anyway, this is basically motivated by I, I want Andy's defense of this movie a little bit to try to to try to work out what I'm missing here. Uh, Andy, what was your reaction to this movie? Because because you walked out of it and liked it. I did walk out of it and like it, as I have with every Kislowski movie. I've seen so far. I've only seen the th- trilogies, this uh, the complete trilogy at this point, and this was my first kind of introduction to Kieslowski. I'm excited to dig in more, but like all of his movies, I know that it's going to be super aesthetically nice and beautiful to look at, and this movie was no exception for sure. Yeah, I I definitely agree on that front. So, my question is if it's vapid though. Because that's that's what it came across as to me. So, I I don't think so. I I think I think his movies are kind of like fantastical and like a little bit magical, like this universe that he operates in. This movie probably more so than the the other two. But there's weird shit that happens in in there's kind of like weird stuff that goes on in all all three uh, of the movies just like kind of not super realistic like these kind of operatic um uh plots and stories and um it's just like he he has like a a universe i feel like that he's operating in that maybe you want more realism or something from well so i I do like the surrealist bend to it it makes the ending feel a lot better to me and it makes the judge character which we'll talk about later but that judge character which I don't like I should have I if I were smarter I think I would have read more of the surrealism as I was watching it but it wasn't until we walked out of the theater and you sort of brought that up I do like that reframing of it but at the same time when we talked about blue um one of the things that I love so much about that movie is the feeling of transcendence that it has. And we, we talked, we did a whole spiel when we did blue that it was sort of not firmly about the particulars of sadness, but it sort of gestured at this broad idea of what suffering and what pain and what despair looks like, feels like. So I like the surrealist element as a means to get to that level. 
It just red never takes me to that next level. So, you know, another surrealist example is like David Lynch, Mulholland Drive, where at least to me, it imparts a really specific kind of mood. And I just didn't get that from red. So maybe I'm like missing that emotional palette or it wasn't resonant or something, but I just don't see how it transcends to that kind of a level. So for me, it doesn't work as much here. I actually kind of did feel like a high level uh, uh, feeling like you're talking about. It gave me a high level feeling. And I think part of that was like, I, I, I can try and describe the feeling. Yeah. It's, it's something like, it's something like mystery. Like this movie was a mystery. It had a mystical vibe to it. This old guy, we're trying to like figure out what the hell is going on with this old guy. And it's kind of through the lens of this, of uh, what's her name in the movie? Valentine. Valentine, yeah. Irene Jacob. The, this this young kind of innocent childlike Valentine who's explore. She's, she like us is intrigued by this guy and what's going on with this guy. Well, not like us, and, like you, like you. I was not intrigued by him. Oh, come on. Come on. You've got to be curious about what this guy has been through to, to lead him to this this point in his life where he's so so detached very curmudgeonly i'm not a big curmudgeonly fan but but i i feel i feel like this sort of those two characters kind of maybe represent something that is internal to every individual which is on the one hand this kind of childlike energy and life and attachment to life um, you know, Valentine is is just like curious about things and she tries to do the right thing. And then there's like this also this voice in your head that's kind of like this intellectualizing voice that's questioning what you're doing. Does it even matter if I try and do the right thing? Because it may not even be the right thing. It might be that I'm trying to do something good because I'm a selfish person. It'll make me feel feel better. Or, you know, even if I intervene in someone else's life, it's not going to change things. They're going to have to sort these out. These are things that this old man is pointing out to Valentine. And I think, you know, we don't know how to respond to it. Valentine doesn't know how to, you know, uh, refute it. And nobody does. Like, we, we don't we don't know how to, we don't know the answers to morality. And in a sense, both of these people um, are, are lenses into, you know, us, I think. And, and they're kind of, too reflective of two parts of of human of, of us i i like i like the take but i will say they feel like very thinly sketched versions of what it is that you're talking about and i thought that the moral language that was used especially from the judge character was like really quite half-baked and and poor i mean i i he he has Almost nothing bothers me as much as bad moral relativity takes where they throw up their hands and say, well, like, what is it to be a moral factor, an objective moral thing anyway? Like, we can't have those anyway. And it, so it, it was a lot of that kind of stuff. I, I remember at the time there were two other kind of like classic arguments that get thrown out. Um, I, I wish I remembered exactly what they were. But, but everything that the judge said, at least as it related, it felt like to moral philosophy was – uh, at its best trite and at its worst sort of simply untrue. Um, so 
I think I this this might do you think that's just cuz you're kind of allergic to this stuff because you actually have studied so much and thought thought about moral philosophy so much that like you're just like oh this is the starting point so like if this guy were really a deep thinker he'd be like he'd have gotten over this by now or something Maybe but I I also think I'm particularly allergic to films that posture themselves as being very smart or about something that is very dense and um, like Blue is a great example actually of a movie that is incredibly dense to me feels really weighty really sticky hangs around with me for a long time like in a real philosophical way also um, but there's no um, there's no pretending in that movie there's no long philosophical speeches about what this movie means and what it is to despair at least not to my recollection and this movie does the opposite where it, oh, it feels I, I don't think so really? I don't I don't think so I don't think it has an explicit like really explicit moral like that that's what I so when I say like it did give me this like feeling of like this mystical world and like human connection and doubt and and energy like it it, it gave me this feeling but I I don't think it it claims you know some moral argument or something like that in the end that you have to like go and take away as a philosophical lesson i don't think it does that like i don't That's think it's fair. it doesn't that, do the internal sunshine kind yeah, of thing it, it, it's not saying that what the old judge is saying is correct or that you know how valentine acts is correct it's just like they're they're both characters and they both operate in different ways and yet they still are connected in this human fundamental sense. So do you, I don't know if this is a classic joke, but it seems like a classic joke where, where, uh, where the author has just finished their novel and someone asks, what's your book about? And they say, Oh, you know, it's about love and death and life and, and loss right. and pain. And it's about everything. Like I can't tell you what it's, it's about everything. Right, right. And the other person is like, Oh, so it's about nothing. You know, you can't, you, you, you know, that's kind of how I felt about this movie. So okay. there's, there's, there's this Kiyosaki quote, which, I think aptly is kind of gesturing at what I'm saying. So he says, uh, I've got everything I need to put across what I want to say, which is really quite complicated. So a little pat on the back for himself there. Then he continues, therefore, if the idea I've got in my mind doesn't come across, it meant either film is too primitive a medium to support such a construction or that all of us put together haven't got enough talent for it. Um, so I fall into the latter camp. I think he's not got enough talent for it, or he doesn't have enough of an idea here. Um, that's I where I know. come out. I, I don't know, man. I, this is this is kind of a beauty is in the eye of the beholder thing we're we're doing here. I think. Um, no, 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 no. None of that relativity talk. We don't do relativity on at the farm. Well, re related to that quote, there is a historical note I think we should uh, mention on this movie, which is that it was his last movie that he he made and is that he, true yeah and and he said that going in he he kind of knew oh. going in that this was his kind of grand uh grand finale this trilogy but this is the last movie in the trilogy and he uh yeah he, he apparently just wanted to relax um and he he actually ended up dying a couple of years after this movie was made so so three colors, blue, white, red, all get released 94 in 1994. Do you uh, have any blue, idea when the blue was 93? I think blue was 93. 
Oh, you, okay, you're right. So, but anyway, in in very close concurrence with one another. Do right. you do you have any idea when they're filmed? Are they concurrently filmed? It's a good question. Yeah, I'm I not sure about know. that. Anyway, worth looking into. I I didn't realize this was his finale as a um as a filmmaker actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and one interesting kind of take is uh you know, the the one of the main characters of this movie is a a retired judge who kind of sits afar from things and is detached from things and is kind of like an observer. He's he's spying on people, right? He's like listening to people's stories and so I don't know, like there's a parallel as to whether this guy is is Kisla- is a representation of Kislowski himself, also with the sort of well, I will say the the intellectual arrogance is mirrored in both. Oh, shut up! Director and character, <laughs> <laughs> but also this sort of um, you know director like power over the story. Right, the, right. The judge has you know seemingly has control over what's going on everything that's going on in the story as a director would i'm surprised we haven't gotten any like uh like 21st century backlash against this the the old man and the young model who who does isn't really a character doesn't really want anything kind of just seems to float around this world i this it seems like it's ripe for a a 2022 check on on that trope what do you what do you mean she's a nothing i i i you said this after the well yeah so this is one of this is i would say like the my number one complaint with the movie okay. which is that yeah. i feel this about the judge to some extent but but her character even more is just seemed completely devoid of inner life to me i mean i don't know what the character wants uh i don't know what kind of you know, even Julie, like there's little things in that movie. Like I sit down and I eat vanilla ice cream and I pour coffee on it. That gives me some sense of what's going on. But and Julie is the main character in Three Colors Blue. Um, but more substantively, like you're grappling with her grief the whole time. You kind of know exactly what's going on in her head or at least are projecting. And I have no idea with, with the Irene Jacob character. Um, and I feel like it's just really thinly sketched out. I, I she she's basically beautiful. That's her main characteristic, and I can't think of anything beyond that. She's she's definitely beautiful, but I think she's also I think she's also kind of I I, I kind of see what you're saying. Like, and for a record, not, it's not it's not a no, I'm not trying to knock the Jacob performance. I'm knocking the Kieslowski construction of the character. Right. I I understand. I understand. And I I think it was a purposeful construction like that like yeah julie there's a lot of stuff going on in her head there's music happening in her head you know she's composing things and she's she's feeling yeah deep feelings here here you're right i think we we don't see that much of the internal life of 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 uh valentine however i think she kind of represents and I, I mentioned this earlier, she kind of represents this childlike, innocence, naive, you know, way of looking at the world. And, okay, if, if you want to, like, kind of categorize it as a as a stereotype of pretty woman right. who doesn't have a, you know, doesn't think deeply about things or well, is it's just a, going it's on a, living it's life. It's a stereotype you, in the context of film, I think. Like, like there was there was a big backlash when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out against right. the Sharon Tate character, and it was very similar complaints of like, 
She doesn't really have an inner life. It's unclear what she wants. She's kind of just smiling and going along with things. So Irene Jacob is not smiling and going along with things, but it seems as if she's doing the latter, you know, just going along with things. I don't think this gets into the, this doesn't approach the, the once upon a time in Hollywood level of like, not that I have a problem with that one. No, it might be different. I don't even know if she had lines of dialogue in that one, but, but this one, like there was, she was expressing curiosity and she was like, and she, she had her, that weird relationship with her, with her boyfriend, right? That too. What's his name? Um, Michelle? Is that his name? I, I don't know. Whatever. I don't anyway, know. the boyfriend, the boyfriend. They had a pretty out relationship. Yeah, pretty but, out. But like, I do see her, I do see her playing like a significant role here. I, and I don't think it's empty. I just think it's kind of a naive character. Or, or like a kind of childish childish character. And I think that's intentional. And I think that plays a really important counter to the exact opposite of, of the judge, which is like this completely jaded guy who fell in love and got his heart broken and decided to become removed from the world and, you know, doubt his instincts and things like this. Valentine is still young and she's still in love or still hopeful about the the good of human beings and she's not she's not yet skeptical or or has not maybe had her heart broken yet um well i do like the do i do like the duality idea i i I think it's more charming under that and and that's the thing like i don't think there's really a main character in this like i I don't know if i could pick one of them as a main character i think she's she's the protagonist she's got to be the protagonist he he doesn't even come in until 40 minutes probably no way dude the whole movie is an hour 30 felt like two hours 30 oh my god really it's a for the record it's a boring movie as well and i usually like i'm not i won't if it's an art like blue gets boring in some spots but it's just so so ecstatic and others, I overlook it. But this, I don't overlook it. It's boring. I I didn't I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that. We we need uh we need Thea to come on this podcast and defend the movie a little bit. Also, so she like did she wait? Was she the one who said this is the best? Yeah, one? she was like oh. this is the best one of the three, and she was like the opening sequence is great, and the opening sequence is good. The shots of the yeah the telephone what is it the telephone wires yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, I don't have that much. I I don't want to go on too long because this is okay. supposed to be like a oh, oh. a short episode. What? I I had a couple things. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I I was just gonna point out. Um, remember when in the blue podcast you were talking about the uh, espresso with the ice cream and how she orders that she's yeah the, the guy's like oh the usual and so that you know that's the kind of like just gadget to to show what she's been up to. Yeah, similar gadget here with the uh, the stone through the window. When uh, the neighbor throws a stone oh, yeah. through his window, he's like, oh, yeah, just put it over there. And then it, it she pops him down and there are six of them. Um, well, he says he has. OK, if if that's how it happened, I would have thought it was great. But he says uh, that's the sixth time this week. So it was not quite as subtle. OK, yeah, but but it's still still nice. It's still nice. Still nice, but the way you described it would have been even nicer. But look, that look, been at, great. look at how detached he was. He's like a, a stone. Someone just threw a stone in his window. I know. Window. This is why I didn't like him. This is why I didn't like him. And he's just like curmudgeonly oh yeah, detached. But that that's that's the entire point. And, and she's changing him. She's throughout the he's dreaming for the first time. 
because of her. I'm out. You know, you know how I feel about this. Where if the point of the character is to annoy me, it's a bad character. It's, I don't care if that's what you were you trying find to him do. Annoying. That means so you find annoying. me annoying because pedantic. I, I'm, and I'm exactly this dude. I'm exactly no, 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 this no, dude no. in real life. No, 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 no. I'm searching the for my arrogance for of my, this man. I, I the want arrogance my and half bakeness of this man. Mm -mm -mm. Um, okay, let's rate really quickly. I'm a I'm a four, a four point zero. What the fuck, Jenny? That's such a yeah. I thought it was bad. Low I thought it was score, bad. dude. What? Um. Well, it's not that low. It's like one, you know, a little under the average. I I thought it was beautifully shot. That's the best thing I can say about the movie. I don't like the two main characters at all. I find the plot wandering. And we'll talk about the end. I find the end to be such a sad choice to end this trilogy. And like permanently downgrades my opinion of Kieslowski, which really? is sad because before this I was I was, you know, extraordinarily taken, I would say. Wait, so so let's just talk about the ending right now. What what are your Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do ending. So so you seem to have uh, a strong I'm actually I, I'm actually not sure. I for the end of this movie, I don't care as much. I think my opinion of this movie goes up a little bit because at least something interesting is going on and it gives some uh, some ordering to the movie. Like, it's cool that the old man might have some mystical characteristics and the stuff with the slot machines and I'm going to get bad luck because I won the slot machine. Like, that's that stuff is, is pretty cool. Um, I hate it for Blue, though. I hate that Julie's character gets dragged into this. I hate that the ending to her story is this weird chance survival event uh, in addition to her already tragic life. Um, I don't know why you had to pull his good movies into it. So, so you kind of see this movie as kind of ruining the other movies for you. Yeah. Helps red <laughs> white. I don't care about as much and blue. It hurts blue. It hurts. Well, white is actually important because I think um, that shows that like they got together afterwards. Right. Um, that, Who that, gets together in white? I haven't seen white in so long. Oh, so spoiler alert for for people who haven't seen white. But maybe we shouldn't ruin white. Actually, okay, okay. Uh, Let's not ruin. White. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, um, do you like the end? Do you like the end? You have to rate and tell me what you think of the end. Okay, I'll I'll start with just talking about the end. I I didn't. Okay, it, it definitely plays into this fantastical, you know stage that Kislowski is operating on I think and it, it's completely fantastical I, he's operating in his own weird like universe and that like also also all three of the movies are connected by this old person you know uh depositing a a recycling bottle that that's kind of another another uh data point in mm. you know something at a meta level that's connecting all these different different movies um and i, I can see how you dislike it but i i just think it, i think it's fine i think he could do whatever he wants here this is this is how he's ending his life basically this is this is how he's ending his life's life's work and he just he wants to just tie everything together give the audience a little reminder yeah. that you know, these are all separate films that can be watched apart and understood and and enjoyed apart. But it's all his, you know, universe. It's all his his creation. So I'm fine. He can do whatever he wants, I think. But did I particularly love it? Like, no, but it was fine. 
And I, I think it need it, it needed that. It needed that ending. Like it did it, need that. It did need that. That's a damning. That's a damning proposition. That it needed that slightly ludicrous ending. Yeah. No, but that that. Although I kind of I do like the ending. I it, do like it that. Gives, it gives it gives like the it. judge these like kind of wizard like powers. It feels like um, when when yeah. you when you see them, he feels survive. less half baked because of uh, because of the ending Maybe. with the wizard power. Anyway, my my rating. I wrote down eight point two five, but talking about it and having to defend it against you i want to rate it even higher but <laughs> i'll i'll keep it as a eight two five i where does that slot yeah um yeah the yeah other one that would put it like what second or third favorite i, I think that we've i think seen? so blue remains my favorite um and then i think this one actually slides in between blue and and white white was a white was very fun i thought it was like kind of a fun adventurous movie yeah it's not as heavy although I, there is a suicide scene and a cuckolding scene so it's not necessarily is there a, sui- the is there a suicide scene yeah well, well i mean it's not a completed oh, oh completed, right but yeah right, right well it's not really suicide right it's like a assisted suicide anyway <laughs> enough <laughs> spoilers enough of that oh yeah, yeah yeah we weren't spoiling right forgot oh, about that yeah yeah forgot <laughs> about that all right well, um, we'll cut it. We'll I think cut that's, it. I think that's it for us. We'll be back hopefully with a full episode next time. Um, we might have a couple more of these like little one-offs, um, just so we can get a little bit more content out for everybody. Um, all right, Andy, any thoughts? No. Uh, yeah. See you next time. All right. Great.